Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. Do it! You owe it to yourself. You've earned it. Treat yourself to a t-shirt and a pint glass for less with the coupon code PODCAST at store.untapped.com. And please remember, as always, to like, subscribe, follow us wherever you follow things. Every time you do, I remember uh, to water my plants. So that is something I'll have to do later today. But enough about plants and things that aren't beer. John, what's happening today? Yeah, uh, good job reminding everyone to water their plants, though. Remember, (laughs) you can't water them too much. Um, And if you're looking for something more tasty (laughs) to give your plants... You can start with brown ales. Ah. The thought should immediately take you back to some of the best beers you've ever had. But for the last handful of years, brown ales have not been sexy. And Mm. that's what Drinking Socially is here to fix. Not the sexy part. I don't think we're really capable of that. But we're (laughs) hoping we can get you to think about the humble brown with an open Mm. mind. There's a lot of brown colored beers porters english milds which may actually be just a can of harrison there's doubles uh there's more and more brown colored beers but the brown ale term goes back to the 17th century and then it fell out of favor for a long time really until newcastle brown ale and then eventually here in the states pete's wicked ale started to establish a new kind of brown and gave us the American brown ale. And as you may have guessed by now, there's some gray area in the brown ale, but some popular styles include the English brown ale, uh, generally about three and a half to four and a half percent ABV, a medium body, but not a lot of hop flavor. Harrison, any commercial examples you can think of for that English brown? Yeah, uh, Newcastle Brown, as you just mentioned, Southern Pecans Nut Brown, and today's beer, we'll talk about that in a moment, is an English-style brown as well. And then leaving the English-style browns, you have the American-style brown, a deep copper color, medium roasty, some caramely chocolate flavor, and you'll oftentimes get a little bit of hot flavor and aroma, even though the ABV is going to pretty much mirror their English counterparts. Harrison, any commercial American brown ales you can think of? So my favorites, you have Ellie's from Avery, Old Brown Dog, from Smutty Nose, the Brown Note from Against the Grain and South Park. <laughs> the Brown Note is one of the most <laughs> iconic beer cans that lives inside <laughs> my head. And there are so many more brown-colored beers. Like we said, English English, English Dark Mild, Old oh, Ale, Belgian yes. Double, Belgian Flanders. Uh, Harrison, how do we know which brown-colored beers will help us earn this episode's featured badge? Yes, exactly. If you want to tip your hat and say bravo for brown, you'll have to be... Eh, Kind of specific. So the qualified beer series, you have to check into five different beers with the style American Brown Ale, 
English brown ale, imperial or double brown ale, Belgian brown ale, or Belgian uh, or brown ale other, as well as brown IPA. I believe that, that also um, it does uh, qualify for this badge, which is is great. So lots. I mean, again, there's that's there's a lot going on there. As John said, lots of different brown ales, but again, porters won't help you. Stouts, none of that. Um, we're looking for more of the again american english belgian and variations of that brown ale and the description for this badge is dating back to the 17th century brown ales come in a number of varieties with multi nutty characteristics and a smooth finish it's sure to cure your cravings which if i'm craving uh multi nutty beer that's brown it will every time <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nutty brown beers, John, what are we enjoying today? Yeah, something that I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be my first check-in, a beer that I think everybody has seen before. I mean, if you have never seen the label of this beer, I would, I would challenge that you're even a beer drinker. So what Harrison's bringing up on YouTube is Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. It's an English-style brown ale at 5%, so it's towards the top of that threshold. We get 30 IBUs, which is negligible. That's almost undetectable. (laughs) On untapped, it rates at a 3.6. And Sam Smith tells us a couple things about this beer. One thing that I thought was cool is that they advertised this is brewed with well water. And yes. I think if you're familiar with well water in the U.S., that tastes like someone lit a match and dumped it in there. But, <laughs> well, yeah, um, right. I, I'm presuming that the wells in the U.K. taste a lot better. And they actually used the original well at the old brewery uh, that was sunk in 1758. It's still in use today uh, with water being drawn from about 85 feet underground. They use barley, malt, and yeast. Um, aromatic hops fermented in stone Yorkshire squares. I think Harrison knows a little bit more about those to create a relatively dry ale with a rich nutty color. The, Ooh, um, the <laughs> beech nuts, almonds, and walnuts are used to uh, imply a little bit of that nut dryness. I think I usually get when I drink a nut brown. But uh, I'm going to let Harrison describe his first sip while I get ready and pour one myself. Ooh. And now I'm realizing that the handful of trail mix I had before this may have been a mistake because lots of (laughs) (laughs) there was already the whispers of a former nutty experience. And now I'm jumping into a liquid counterpart. But yeah, I mean... I think the word of the day is going to be nutty because this is what I'm getting. It's almost like, let's be a little more specific, the kind of almond nut. It's that experience for me. If I had to pick a nut flavor, we're diving deep into the nut world. It's definitely more kind of that almond kind of right dry. There's a little bit of, little bit of that like tanniny action going on there, but not much. It's actually very... Um, uh, smooth and very soft on the palate. I mean, they kind of pride themselves, Sam Smith does, and not like adding adjuncts and goofy stuff to their beer and overcarbing things. So this definitely had an awesome head to it. And yeah, grabs me with a kind of a punchy little almond that just finishes smooth. What are you, what's happening over there, John? What are you, what's going on? The, the first sip that I took just immediately made me think of 
brownies. And then mm. I thought of the British baking show because yes. this is a, a British beer and I'm thinking of brownies and I'm wondering, I'm not even thinking about the beer after the first sip. I'm just thinking about all the, the beautiful confections I would cook with this. And, and that's a terrible first sip review. But if you've heard me mm. do this before, um, then you know that's usually <laughs> what you get. And in in this case, the first sip of this beer, I'm just thinking of, of like chocolate fudgy cakes it's mm. it's light it's soft yeah, it's as harrison light, alluded yeah. to it's not heavy uh, not he fudgy chocolate cakes like you would get in a pastry or imperial right. stout yeah. like a chocolate cake lager this is not a lager but, but the that's lightness what i thought of too. That carries right. through yeah it's the lightness and the smoothness though that's i almost said exactly like an almond lager which may exist but doesn't or right like a chocolate covered Ooh. almond um but again, it's is not almond, like... Is almond your favorite nut? Or is this just stuck in there I, because of the Sam be. Smith? I mean, it probably, I mean it's my currently my favorite nut butter. It's There's a lot of almonds in this house. There's a lot, uh, lot of almonds. I like to think I personally helped drive the price of almond butter from like $7 a jar to a more manageable five myself just by <laughs> buying it en masse. So I think my kids have never had peanut butter. They've always had almond butter. We call it peanut butter. That'll be a discussion later in life. I'm sure I've made a mistake Ooh, there. Yeah, rough college years. <laughs> that's that. right. Yeah. A lot of eyes opening up. Um, but that's okay. It's all part of the experience. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I agree with you, John. There's the smoothness is, has a lagered kind of quality to it and not for nothing. Those like the stone Yorkshire squares, you were talking about these flat bottom stone fermenters that is kind of their hallmark and their claim to fame is adding, um, yeah, kind of a more smooth flavor to the beer. Um, then, well, if it was, um, stored in Oak, something like that, um, today you're obviously most breweries using stainless steel fermenters, but when Sam Smith started, it was oak or these Yorkshire squares. So um, definitely, um, definitely really cool too to know that that these guys were in in many ways kind of pioneering on the technological side of brewing when no one's really doing that. Um, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, quite a while ago from their description here. And another thing I love mm -hmm. about like old brewery, old well, old yeah. stone Yorkshire squares. But one thing I, I thought that was really forward thinking that I don't see a lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm a type one diabetic. So the amount of sugar I ingest is an important mathematical calculation that I have to make. Right. And beer often makes that difficult to assume on Sam Smith's website, they list there's 182 calories, there's 3.7 carbohydrates, there's half a gram of protein if you're hitting the uh -huh. gym afterwards. Uh -huh. This would get, give you that pump that you're looking for. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really cool that they, they provide like a, a nutritional data sheet for their beer, which is something I don't see a lot of. I don't want to see it on an Imperial Stout. You don't want to know, right? <laughs> this is five cheeseburgers, right? Over 10,000 calories. Yeah, you don't want to know. You don't. It'll make it worse. Just right. Just keep that information buried in the sand. But you're right. It is cool to look at this stuff and kind of wonder and or have those questions answered. Could call on that. Uh, uh, but this is tasty, man. It's smooth. It's one of those beers where you could I could have like nine of them by a fire one night and 
be like, that was the best night of my life. Um, <laughs> it's a little hot getting, fires. Nine, nine, nine beers will produce will... a pretty good <laughs> well, night during the night. It. Maybe the that's next it. day will be rough. You pay for it eventually. No free lunches out there anymore. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's getting in on that time of year, though, where campfires and beers. Well, it might be getting a little bit too hot depending on where everyone lives or... Yeah. I mean, if you're in Australia, it's actually coming up on the winter. So never mind. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> Campfires are still fun. Uh, and, and drinking beer at them is almost a mandate, I think it should be. Yep. Yeah, I think they just pop out of the ground when someone lights a fire. So it's like a bat signal for, or someone just emerges out of the woods saying, I saw your fire, I have a case of beer, and now you have a friend and a, a bunch of beer. Um, oh, man, that's how it used to be, I, I guess, I imagine. What about the badge we're featuring on this episode, Bravo for Brown? Now, in the last couple of years, it's been a very much uh, IPAs, anything. Like oh. new styles of IPAs have become more popular than 300-year-old brown ales. Uh, Correct. Sour IPA crushes brown ale. How is it doing on Untapped? Does, mm. it, does, it, does it exist? Do people know about it? It does. It's, you know, we talk about lagers a lot here. It is the year of the lager after all. Um, and it will be forever uh, in, <laughs> until until everyone <laughs> gets on the same page as us at least. Um, but there's something to be said for kind of brown ales also being that sneaky kind of go-to beer that checks, as we just kind of mentioned, a lot of the same boxes a lager does. So um, it's been kind of an everyday drinker that's all right, not overpowering, not crazy alcohol. It's got some great flavor. Again, a lot of the same things that are attracted to a lager, and as such, actually, the unlocks are pretty great for this badge, um, considering this style is almost seen as like a dad beer, an old guy beer, whatever. There have been uh, more than 614,000 unlocks of it already, which is, is great. It's fantastic. Um, so keep it up, guys. And looking at the top beers here, no surprise, number one is Newcastle's Brown Ale. Um, which I've shared nice. my stories about. Kind of one of my first non-macro beer experiences was that beer, uh, one of my dad's favorites. But you also have hazelnut brown nectar from Rogue, which is one that a lot you know again. That's a, a great beer. For a while. Yeah, and then Indian brown ale, which was Dogfish Head's kind of like hoppy brown ale. Then it was a brown IPA. It was a black IPA for a hot minute. Now it doesn't really exist except at the brew pub. So. That was one of my favorite beers back when it, you know when I was discovering again kind of what's not a macro ooh Newcastle Brown Ale ooh this is like Newcastle Brown Ale but with hops and yep. more exciting so I'm glad that's on this list and cracks the top five and then you see a lot of beers that I would call I don't know if you're a, kind of a classic American brown ales Maduro from Cigar City Bill's Best Brown which is always a Awesome Fun beer. part of the fall, yeah, when that comes back out. Moose Drool Brown Ale from Big Sky, okay. which is like, you know, one of those, got a local legend to it. If you know, you know. Um, so just a lot, of, a lot of great beers in here, a lot of memories for me. Um, it's a cool style. It's really approachable. It's a reason it's been around for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, it's got more than half, you know, 600,000 unlocks and untapped. It may not be the most exciting thing on the menu, but it's like a people pleaser, I think. You know, if you like stouts, great. You're not going to hate this. Enjoy a couple of them and be on your way. But um, 
how are we doing? Enough about everyone else. Good for you. Who cares? What about us? So, John, I'll let you start. How? Uh, what level are you at right now on the Bravo for Brown? How you doing on this this badge? Every time I answer this question, I say not as far along as I think or would Work like to, to be, but um, it's hard. It's hard picking. It's hard excelling at all. It's it's hard drinking beer. Uh, all right, cut that out. Um, <laughs> I'm for Bravo for Brown. I'm at a level eight. My most recent unlock comes from a, a North Carolina brown ale that I am endeared to Lone Rider Brewing's yes. Sweet Josie. Uh, yep. That was after years after discovering brown ales. That was like I just strayed away from them. I met Sweet Josie and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yep. Uh, and then also some of my very favorite beers, Saranac's Disruption is a brown yeah. ale. Abita does a beer called Turbo Dog and a few other variants uh, from Abita's Dog series that I love. Um, And I also enjoy eating brown ales. I think if you're making a chili, (laughs) a brown ale is a good substitute, as well as, as I've mentioned multiple times, brownies. Um, Yes, sir. So, yeah, brown ales, not just for drinking. Um, I'm level eight, Harrison. And I don't think you're going to touch me on this one. You don't. You don't talk about brown ales. You don't hate on them, but they seem a little bit uh, pedestrian. They seem a little bit, I don't know, they seem a little bit caramely for your palate. Mm, and maybe that's it. You're right. There, If there was ever a observation that, or whatever, an observation I've made of some American brown ales is they are kind of more on the caramely side and... I'm quicker to jump to a porter when looking for a stout alternative than like anything else. You're right. And not to make excuses, that is you know, probably why I'm only sitting at a level three on this badge. That's actually, now, that's not, yeah, that's not that bad. I'm one away from level four, so tonight will get me there, um, which is cool. But the last, most recently, I had Lazy Bird Brown from Birdsong, which was awesome. Remember that, and my uh, first one actually was uh, Southern Pecan from Lazy Magnolia, which is the ninth most uh, checked-in beer for this badge. So I'm right there with uh, one of those almost 5,000 people that also use that beer to, to unlock the badge first. But looking through my list, we've got you know Maduro Brown on there, Ellie's Brown, some of the ones we talked about already tonight, India Brown, of course, from Dogfish Head, and one of my other like like favorite brown ales was a similar take on the brown ale like uh like dogfish that did adding more hops was hash brown from sweetwater brewing where they did like a hoppy brown ale and it was it was like a hoppy chocolate cake it was amazing i remember the first time i had it i can look back at the check-in but i remember drinking it and going like whoa this is like it's it was surprising i saw brown okay brown ale most of them were caramely and brown oh this one's hoppy kind of tastes like a goofy ipa I'll have another pint. So um, they don't make it anymore, unfortunately, but it was one of those beers that I remember uh, enjoying the first time, and it was fun to look back on that. Uh, recently, though, Edmunds Oats Comfy Arm Chair Brown Ale. It's an English style. Oh, I'm, I grabbed, it's only 4.7% that I remember I grabbed one back in December of two years ago i guess according to the check-in and i remember going back and getting like another four pack so i was like this is fantastic it's exactly what i want it was almost touching that porter territory actually which to your point in the intro like 
brown ales. There are a lot of beer styles that have like a, a range to them. I'd argue all do, but brown ale is that one where it can like almost be like an amber lager and almost be a porter and anything in between. And then you can also add hops and really throw people for a loop. So it's a cool style. And, and for a while, there are a lot of breweries like Sweetwater, like Dogfish Head. We're exploring what else can we do with this like really, you know, open palette here and, and came out with some pretty cool stuff. Um, even New Belgium did their chocolate chip. I had that in here too. Like they did like a chocolate ah, chip. The Ben and Jerry. Chocolate chip cookie dough with yeah Ben and Jerry partnership was a brown ale. And that beer was wild. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. Uh, yeah. One of the brown ales is when I was looking through, this is going back years ago. Um, Sierra Nevada did a yeah, beer yeah, yeah. camp and they, oh. I think it was, it was either Sierra Nevada or it was devil's backbone. And they did a, uh, something like a beer camp, 12 camp, uh, 12 pack. And they did a collaboration with wicked weed at the time, okay. Wicked Weed was a rising, shining star, and right. you couldn't get them in eastern North Carolina. So I had it. Uh, I'm probably butchering all of this, but anyways, <laughs> the beer was called Risen, and it was an imperial brown with coffee, and Ooh. that's that's one of the best beers. I went and bought a whole another twelve pack just to get one of those extra right. bottles and save it for a while. That beer was amazing. I love it. I think there's a very similar beer that Port Brewing makes called Dawn Patrol, which is, you know, like a surfing term, getting up early and surfing, and it's like a coffee brown ale. So we don't see Port out here either, but I remember having that and going, again, whoa, this this is a brown ale? You know, it kind of tasted like a lighter coffee stout. So it's a cool style. It really is, you know, sure, you can make it traditional like what we're having tonight, but I don't know. I wouldn't always expect that when cracking open something that says brown ale. Maybe you'll be surprised. Yep. And yeah. I guess if there's any takeaways, you know, when you're ordering a beer and you're unsure what you want to get, or if you're open to try something, you see just a brown ale up there, uh, and and maybe you order it and you drink it and you're like, oh, this isn't too bad. But dig a little deeper. Uh, look at it on Untapped. Is it an English style brown or an American style brown or one of the multiple different styles of brown? So that it, so that you'll be more aware, right? If you drink an English style brown versus an American, there's going to be right. some subtle differences in there, which almost make them two different. I mean, it does make them two different beers. Never mind. <laughs> you're right. You're right, yeah. John. Speaking of ordering beers, I think we have a pretty cool verified venue of the week you're going to tell us about where we can order tons of beer from if we're lucky enough to be where Alan is and uh, and uh, enjoying some beverage at this spot. Where are we going today for the verified venue, John? Yeah, Harrison's talking about uh, Alan, who's part of the Drink and Socially Facebook group. And that's where I learned about Cascadia Tap House mm. in Portland, Oregon. Uh, beautiful name. Cascadia makes yes. me think of Cascade Hops and being in a Final Fantasy game. And they're located out in Portland, Oregon. And we chose to feature this verified venue just because Alan has drank so much beers there that he maxed out Cascadia's local badge. You get a badge just for checking into any of the beers while you're at Cascadia, 
And Alan, like I said, has done this so many times. He hit level 100. <laughs> he took a picture with uh, someone at the bar and posted it in the Facebook group along with his uh, maxing out of that badge. And I, we thought that was pretty cool. So we checked him out. And obviously, yep, they're on untapped. You can see their whole beer menu on untapped. They just did a uh, really cool Father's Day kind of four-pack takeaway where they had a couple of different cans of beer for dad. If you're unsure what to get him, beer's usually pretty good. They do soccer games. Uh, Obviously, they have a lot of beer. There's wine if you don't like beer, but if that's the case, you're probably not listening to me right now. Um, And (laughs) trivia nights, which are pretty fun as well. So it seems like they're kind of getting a little bit busier over there at Cascadia with some actual events they've been hosting. And they were, uh, we just missed their Father's Day event. Harrison, oh. did you, you're a, a, a father and so yeah. happy, uh, happy post, happy belated Father's Day. Happy Thank early you, Father's Day. Happy Late. belated Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just practicing for when I talk to my dad. Did That's you right. did you guys do anything? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> do you, was a pretty Did you guys yeah. do anything cool for Father's Day over there? Yeah, you know, it's always kind of crazy on the weekend, but got to the beach and hung out, relaxed, had some didn't have to help make dinner or anything, just enjoyed dinner out. So it was a a perfect day of just relaxing and napping and not thinking about much. So that's all I can ask for of any day, but nice that it happened on uh, on Father's Day. Um, and of course, got to enjoy a, a few beers that that evening, um, which is solid in any day. So um, yeah, it was a good one. Happy Father's Day to all the other dads out there. Hope you got to take a nap somewhere and drink something cold and delicious. And quick correction for myself earlier if you were yelling at the radio or the screen or whatever when i said dawn patrol was an imperial brother from port brewing board meeting is what i meant that's their imperial coffee exactly it's a bit even better joke but they do make a beer called dawn patrol which is a dark english mild so also another brown beer so lots of good brown beer things happening there but for, let's talk about other beers, like ones we've had recently, in fact, this past week. So, John, I'll ask you first, what was your, your best beer of the week? What did you enjoy? Yep, easily the one I'm still thinking of comes from Holmes Brewing out of mm. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, that was a, a, a serendipitous find, but the beer I drank from them was called Deep Depths. And it's, it's hard to say now that I say it out loud, but anyways, <laughs> Deep Depths. Uh, they yep. make a couple different versions. This was prickly pear, lemongrass, Ooh. raspberry, Ooh. mango, and plum. Holy so it would cow. be a good salad or a really expensive jam, which probably pairs yeah. well with your almond butters for exquisite mm. PB&Js. But this, I doubt anyone's going to be able to find this beer, but Holmes Brewing's amazing. When I yeah. used to get beers from Tavor, when I was allowed to, uh, I would get a couple from them. They're tap list if you are fortunate enough to live or be able to visit ann arbor their tap list is on untapped they got over 1500 check-ins in their tap room just this month homes brewing rocking and that beer was amazing what about you harrison yeah for me um it is the year of the lager after all so i kept that train going and enjoyed alpino or alpino 
maybe that makes more sense, which is a strong lager from Oxbow Brewing in Maine, who we've had on the show before. But basically, it was like a 6.5% kind of, they didn't peg it in any kind of specific category. They just called it a strong lager. Uh, but it kind of tasted like a like a hopped up, like a grassy Maybach, which I loved. And it was really complex. Like the malt notes alone, there was like, there was biscuit in there, there was cracker, there was like rye bread and sourdough and pumpernickel. It was like a lot of really cool malt notes. And I, I remember I just took my time with it, just kind of sat down at the end of a, a long day and um, drink it slower than maybe I would normally drink a lager because there's a lot going on and they do such a great job of their lager programs amazing and you know the beers they make are just so good and I, as I've said many times before on this show I'm always impressed when someone can like wow we wow me with something that has like two malts and one hop and that's it and it's gonna blow you away um, you can just take tell the care they take in each beer so that was really cool to enjoy that it was kind of like one of those i think they actually leveled it as like a dry hop strong lager and i was like all right that's interesting for a couple reasons let me take a look and happy i did so alpino from uh from oxbell impressive stuff <laughs> bless you um i think that's the first sneeze that we've had on the I air think it is. i couldn't get to the remarkable. mute button couldn't get to the mute button fast enough couldn't find the mute Oh, sweet Lord. I feel better now. All right. Good stuff from us again. Seasons aside. But thank you guys for joining us as we took a bow and said, Bravo, Brown, or gave it a round of applause. We remember that old chestnut from the... A lot of nut talk tonight. Um, And uh, remember to follow us online, all those places that uh, you follow things... But John, what's happening next week? We have something, we're doing something a little bit different. It's like you have too much away. What's happening? Yeah, what's, what's going down? Next week, <laughs> going shark hunting, I think. No, um, not that, not that type of shark hunting. Okay. Probably not, but hmm. uh, officially the start of summer. So you can probably find us out at the beach or maybe even at the harbor. Uh, or ah. in the belly of a very large shark. Until then. That's right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.